Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to episode 137. We made it. You did? We made it. That was a half pause. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. That was a pretty good one. So, is that the normal? I don't know. Is that I don't know. For us now? I don't know. Wait, what? About the pausing? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Sometimes I forget that I have to remember at the last minute. Okay. But I know our super fans expect it. There, so. There's coming a day when he's just not going to do it. That's probably true. He's going to quit the thing that I, he has started. I'll have I'll have moved on to something else. Mm. That is very likely until that time comes. All right. Well, if you're watching for the first time uh, or listening, if you're listening. Uh, None of that made any sense to you, and we apologize. No <laughs> we sense. apologize yeah. for all of that. Go back and watch the past no, few. And I, they've already turned off and decided not to watch anymore. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, anyway, my name's Jason. This is Ed. This is Nathan. We are part of the teaching team here at Community Christian Church, and uh Going to uh, answer another question this week uh, and help us all, hopefully, uh, be a little bit more Jesus-focused. And so uh, this question uh, comes to us. Uh, I, you know, sometimes we get questions that are more uh, intellectual, biblical in nature, and I think we've got a couple of those coming up in the next few weeks. But today, this Who are we question, bringing in to answer those? I don't know. <laughs> Not us. Um, but today's question, I think, is a little more pastoral. Okay. All right. If y'all know what that means. I do. Do I, they know what that means? I do. That's what I thought. As soon as I said the word, I said, I wonder if they know what that means. Or so. the distinction you were making between the two. Mm. I think I think they understand pastor, but yes. what do you what you were making a distinction. So what's the distinction for you on this question as opposed to the other questions? Well, you know, there's questions where it's just, you know, what does the Bible say about this? Or, you know, Something to do with more intellectual kinds of things. And then there are more... Yeah, I just want to know something. I want to get the... Yeah, knowledge. I just want to know something. This one is more of I'm struggling with something. Uh, it's an emotional kind of thing. Personal It's a them. very personal thing. And We're here to help you. We're going to try. Yep, whoever this is. Yes. And it always means a lot to me because uh, people trust us with these questions. So this one's a good one. Or they put them in and they're not going to listen to the answer. <laughs> I don't know. Right. It could be either one. We're but gonna we're going to choose anyway. you trust. We're going to answer it anyway, and it might help somebody. So here's the question. I know that worry and anxiety are not of God, but these are things that I struggle with. The things that I worry about are results of my sin, mismanagement of money, not taking care of myself, etc. Because of this, I don't know how to let go and let God. I have faith that he will take care of all things, but I feel like I should worry about and try to fix my self-inflicted issues. Does this mean that I have a lack of faith? How am I supposed to just hand him the problems that I have created? Wouldn't asking for him to take those things be using him as a means to an end? So when I read questions, what I try to do, right or wrong, I try to listen for what's behind the question. What, what, what issue are we really getting to so that we can sort of bounce off of that and have what I hope is a helpful conversation. And what I heard in this question, you guys correct me if you think I'm wrong, is I heard this person saying, essentially, I know there are things in my life that I need to change. Sin issues, mismanagement issues, things that I've goofed up. And I, and I feel a struggle in the question of what's my part and what's God's part? Mm-hmm. Did y'all catch that? Is, is that I, heard, I heard that as part of it. I do think that's okay. part of it. So why don't we start I think there. they got, I think, you know, I guess what I heard when they described the problem, and, you know, you, you wind, I wind up often reading my own mail, mm. of I haven't taken good enough care of money and I haven't taken good enough care of me, Yeah. 
which has led to consequences yeah. with finances and health. Yeah. Now, that may not be it, but that's or something. There but are use things, that as an example if okay. it wasn't. I have, yeah. I have problems, and I, I know God can take care of all things. Mm. Now, I hear something in that, <laughs> but then I, I struggle with how do I just let God turn it over do whatever. And, and I think when they say turn it over to them, him, they mean... God miraculously give me money mm. and fix my body. Yeah. Okay. And if it if that's what it means, I just don't see that in the scripture. Mm-hmm. And even in the question, I don't I, think I heard, it's that clearly a dichotomy. Me of, either. And I even heard a little conflict in the question as they were asking it. Is I, I don't. I feel like if I were to just dump it on God, I am somehow relieving myself of responsibility. Right. Feel, and I'm using God as a means to an end. Right. And we talked about that mm-hmm. on this podcast a lot. Yeah. We've preached on that. Of uh, Sometimes we do wind up looking at God mm-hmm. as a fixer-upper fixer, fixer upper or a, a means to an, an my end. Right, that's right. I'm going to use God to get really what I want. And so I, I hear in the question, the person says, I don't want to do that. So... Again, we're back to the balance of how do I trust God with the, with this thing or these consequences or whatever the choices that I've made without just dumping it, I guess well, I th- is the right way. You to know, say I it. guess if I just went to that question, how do I trust God? Mm. All right, let's just re- okay. let's get rid of everything around it and go, how do I trust God? And their phrase was, let go and let God. Well, I've heard that phrase I don't want to deal with that. I don't know that, what that I don't, means. That, that is never defined in the Bible nor used in the Bible, exactly. so I don't know for sure what people mean by yeah, that. That's right. that's right. So I'm going to take that and set that over in the, in the side with, you know, all the other cool southern sayings yeah you know um is that a southern thing okay i didn't know I, that it sounds like my grandma oh okay you know it does sound like a cutesy christian saying it's, i'm it's, not saying it's a bad saying because once no, again no. i don't know what you mean by i it. don't know what you mean so by you it. may mean something so, good by let's it. talk about trusting god trusting god means i believe god will do everything he said he would do mm-hmm. i i believe god I believe who he says he is and that he'll do everything he said he does, will do. Therefore, when he tells me to do something, how much I'm willing to do it shows how much I trust. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to finances, Mm. there are some personal responsibilities that if I do what God says, even if I've screwed up, Mm -hmm. even if I've screwed up, if I begin, if I want God to take care of this thing, I need to do it God's way from here on, from out. Here on out. And that shows my trust in Him. And I have seen in those situations that then God gets involved and some things happen that I can't understand how they happen. But if I decide to continue to do things my way, which means I'm going to try every get-rich-quick get thing, I'm going to consolidate things, I'm going to do all these things that everybody in the world tells me I should do, mm-hmm. what I have shown is I am trusting me. Right. Yeah. And trusting God just means I do what He says I'm going to do. The same thing's true with my body. And to be clear, because I think this is part of the question too, the things you have done in the past that were not trusting God and that you now feel consequences of God has you, you talk about believing God will do everything he said he would do God has never said I will take all results and consequences away right. and all things will just completely in this life will be completely fixed like that 
So what you may experience, even in the midst of what Ed just described of trusting God, you may still uh, feel the effects of the consequences you are bearing from the past mistakes, but that does not... It does not mean that you aren't trusting God at this point. Right. Right. So I, I think there is a law that God has put in the universe that's as true as gravity, which is reaping and sowing. Reaping and sowing. Yeah. If you sow seeds, good or bad, mm-hmm. you will reap a harvest. And you always reap a harvest later than you sowed the seed, and you always reap more than you sowed. Mm-hmm. And so I tell people all the time, for a long time in my life as a younger person, I sowed lots of bad seeds, and I was forgiven for all of that. Yeah. But it took way long. It took way longer for me to overcome the consequences, relationally, personally, mentally, physically, of those seeds I sowed. It I sowed them over a course of not a really long period of time. It took decades for me to overcome the consequences. On the same hand, I started sowing really good seeds at the moment I trusted God. I I wasn't broadcasting a bunch of them. What little ones I had, I sowed. Mm -hmm. And I am shocked 42 years in how much I have reaped that I did, I mean, that are just bountiful blessings that have come to me from years of sowing good seeds. Mm-hmm. They didn't cancel out the bad. I had to work through all those consequences. Yeah. But if you continue to sow enough, God is faithful and you do reap a bigger harvest than you sowed. And I also think it's important to say to this person who asked us the question, because I don't want to be misunderstood. Some of the consequences that you probably feel, you might never completely get free of. Sure. In this life. That's right. Because if it, back to the original examples that you started with, some there's some money uh, mismanagement. There's some physical uh, consequences. There are some physical consequences that you just you might not get. I don't know your situation, but I know some people. Oh yeah. Who have sowed seeds and they pay have paid for that in their body all the way to the grave. Yeah, I have a friend I grew up with. He and I sowed a lot of bad seeds together, and a part of his reaping was. He uh, was paralyzed in yep. the midst of it. Yep. Well, that consequence hadn't been undone. And ain't no amount of trusting God, not that God could not heal him. I'm not saying it, that. God has chosen at this point not God to cancel, chose that, not to cancel it. that consequence. And so, you know, I think about, I, have, uh, I had a grandfather who passed away from uh, emphysema. And that was, a lot of, <laughs> that was a lot of choices he made as a young man. He picked up this disease and he quit smoking. You know, in that period of his life when he got the diagnosis, it did not, he still died of it. Yeah. He still reaped uh, that part of it. So I just thought I was, I want to make that real clear. Mm-hmm. It, it does not cancel out what Ed just talked about. And you may be at a point, you know, my grandpa also, I, when you said that, I thought about him. He didn't become a follower of Jesus until he was in his 80s, and he died in his 80s. Yeah. And he said, I mean, he and I were very close. We have the same name, Ed, both of us Ed Martin. And uh, he said every day, I remember being with him those last few years, I cannot believe how much of my life I wasted. Mm. And there was no way to get that back. That's right. There's no way to live for Jesus more. He lived for Jesus every day that he could, but he could not cancel some of the consequences that he had sown into his family 
it took his son, my dad, a lot longer to become a Christian mm-hmm. uh, than it should have because of some of that. It took me a while to become a Christian, and he mm-hmm. felt bad about all those things, but you can't... So you do what you can. If you're at a place and you can't cancel all the consequences, you still trust God today. That's right. You still sow the seeds you can today. It, it does reap a harvest. My grandpa eventually reaped a harvest, I hope, in me. And in my kids and in their kids. Well, you may have to make decisions that you never thought you'd have to make because of the nature of the consequences. And that may feel a little bit like uncharted territory. I was, we were on our uh, other podcast, the the Family Movie Night podcast, we were having a conversation about um, there's a movie and the person at the end of the movie who's done some bad things decides to confess it and go to prison. And one of us said, I think that's what Jesus would do. And then someone else said kind of jokingly, well, Jesus would never have to do that. And I said, but I think that's the important lesson we're trying to teach our kids. When we say you want to live your life in such a way as Jesus would live it in your situation, Jesus never had to probably make the, well, we know Jesus never had to make the decisions you have to make because Jesus didn't make the previous decisions you did to get here. The question is, what would Jesus do if he took control of a body of a person who was in a situation? We said in this one, if I have committed this crime or I have done this thing, Jesus would do the next right thing, which would be to be honest or to, to, and then to take whatever the results of whatever this thing would be. And so I think there's this idea that if I follow Jesus and I do what he did, um, I'm going to get his results out of it, uh, and that's not really the point. Um, the point of the Bible is not a um, you do this and then you get this, mm-hmm. um, and it's not even really a rule book. It's a story of a specific uh, people at the beginning. It's God interacting with specific people, and then it's God coming in a specific person at a specific time in history who had a specific job, mm-hmm. who worked in a specific context. And, and the writers of the Bible are, are trying to craft, this is what it looked like for this man who was God to live out the kingdom so that any man or woman in any situation could figure out how could I live out a life that honors God like Jesus did, but in my context, with my past history, with my personality, with my relationships, all of those things mixed in. Uh, All of that is important. And so when we talk about, I've made bad decisions and now I have choices. There are going to be choices that are set before you uh, that were not set before Jesus. And Jesus had choices set before him that's not going to be set before you. And it's how do I honor God, uh, and which would be honoring people, whatever it would mean in those situations. Uh, How do I do that in the likeness of Christ? Uh, and so it may be com- complex and complicated. We were talking at lunch about someone we know who's in a situation that they feel like is a no-win situation. And they say, well, I can't make this decision because if I make this decision, which I think is probably what God wants me to make, there are some unintended consequences that I wouldn't really want. So that probably means I shouldn't make that decision. Mm-hmm. And the comment th- that I said at the time is that may be... <laughs> Uh, the the mess that a previous decision has now gotten yeah, you into. And that right. doesn't change what I do to honor God and other people, even if it costs me more. Well, I think um, about in terms of this little phrase, let go and let God, versus using God as a means to an end. I think, so let's take the prison example you have. Letting go and letting God with the choice of, I've committed a crime, I'm now a follower of Jesus. Letting go and letting God is... I decide to do the right thing, which is I confess. 
and the consequences, well, those are up to God and the people. That's right. right. I stop trying to manage consequences. I decide to trust God by doing what he says. Yep. Using God as a means to an end is I'm trying to use God to manage consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And, yep. and most of our lives we spend figuring out how can I manage consequences, not how do I do the right thing. And if I can bring it back to the original statement in your question, you said you have a lot of worry and a lot of anxiety. And what Ed just described there, I believe there is the answer that will take care of your worry. Because when you live this way, mm-hmm. and consequences are not on you, nor are you trying to manipulate or manage those consequences, what you will find is your anxiety level goes way down. Sure. Now, circumstances in your life may not become easy and, right. and flat and, li- and just like you want them to, but at least in in the doing, whatever it is that you're doing, if you're doing it in the way of Jesus, you can sit back, you can breathe and say, I know I'm in God's will, therefore what happens next, I don't have I don't have to take onto my shoulders. Those are I am letting go and letting and God right. to use your phrase. And so what happens is the anxiety does lessen. Doesn't mean we never worry, but we do put ourselves in a position where, like we talk about around here, where I am fully existing in the kingdom of God, where His peace, power, and presence are available to me in this life. I am walking His way. Therefore, the results of my life are a story that He is telling through me rather than me trying to tell in the way that I want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. So... um, when when you first you know addressed us, that was your main concern. Um, I worry about these things. I'm anxious about these things, and I think it all comes about what we have described. Just to bring this full circle and wrap this up, is something that we say around here a lot, and we've come to fully believe that the answer to every problem in your life is discipleship to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in this world. I just said this when I whenever I lead our first step class. For those of you who've taken it, you've heard me say this. Whenever I lead that class, I come to a point in the in the class, and I and I tell everybody there, you got problems in your life. I got problems in my life. There's problems in this world. There is a solve for every one of those problems. It sounds naive and over, oversimplified to to the world, but it truly is discipleship to Jesus. He fixes all of those things. And if every person on on the planet, and this is what Jesus believed. This is what he came and said. If everybody did things my way. <laughs> everything would be fine. Right. Mm-hmm. He fully believed that. So either he was arrogant, crazy, or it's true. We think it's true. Yeah. Yep. And I think the other the other part of that, which makes to me makes it not naive, is Jesus also knew not everyone was. That's right. Not everyone was going to do it. And so, because that's the, that's the thing I hear when we, I have these conversations with people. I get it that discipleship to Jesus can fix your problems and your thing that, you know, your response to whatever it is. But not everyone's going to follow the way of Jesus. And we live in a dangerous world. And we live in a world where other people are going to make different decisions. It's like when parents say, it's not, I don't trust you. I don't trust the other people. I don't trust the other people. And the issue is we're trying to figure out how can I, and this is what all of us want when you get back to means to an ends. I want discipleship to Jesus to be my means to my end. Mm -hmm. I want to find a way, how do I live a life that is safe 
and comfortable, where I am prosperous. I have enough savings that when I retire, I don't need anybody's help, that the stock market performs like I want it to, and everyone else <laughs> wants it. I mean, I'm trying to figure out how do I move in such and a way. And then my kids are always doing what I want them to, and my grandkids are all, and yeah. I don't ever have anything, I don't have any negative consequences. Yes. There are nothing in my life, no circumstances make me uncomfortable. And I think when we say that, Jesus knew that there is a way to live in a world of trouble and of problems that though not everyone will follow his path of discipleship, if you do, you will be okay because the path of discipleship always leads you towards uh, the kingdom and Christ being your highest priority. And when that truly becomes, as Jesus would say, you seek first the kingdom above all else, the other things get added. It doesn't mean everything you want. It just means everything that gets added is all that you needed. And when I get to a place where I realize these other things that I really was trying to control, as as Jason kind of said there, that's when you're really letting go and letting God. When I get to a place where these things aren't what I want, Jesus is what I want. There is nothing, as Romans 8 says, that can ever separate you from your connection with Jesus, from your life in the kingdom. There is nothing that can cut you off from that. Once I live in that, and that's what I want most. Because a lot of us, I think, have that with certain things. If it, As long as I knew that me and my wife were going to be okay, and as long as I knew I'd always have my kids, because I know my wife and I used to have that conversation a lot, that her biggest worry is something was going to happen to me. And I know as long as you're here, I'll, I'll be okay. And, I, and we would both have the conversation of, but if that's the point, there is no way to confirm that everything's going to be okay with me right. or that everything's going to be okay with my kids. It's when do I get the point that, Jesus, you're enough, and that if I only have you, then that's that's where I want to be. Now, the blessing is that there is a law to the universe that when I when I sow, I do reap. Uh, but but there's also times where I save and I do the right thing and I and I do put my money in a 401k and I do this and then the stock market crashes mm-hmm. and that money doesn't go and I did do the right thing right. and I didn't exactly reap exactly what I wanted but what I did reap was I was a person all along who was trusting in God and doing what he called me to do the goal is not to to build a life uh, we are just given a life well the, the goal was never with money to build a life where I could count on my st- my savings. It was right. Where I could do I was trusting in God. He told me to save. I'm saving because He said to. Not yeah. so I get to a place that I don't have to trust Him. That's right. I don't want to get to a place that I have so much saved that no trust is required. Yeah. Well, all right. Did we get to? Did we get to it? I I think so. I I, I hope I, I hope, hope so. for your sake we, so. we have as well. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I think both of them have said some really good things about anxiety and worry. Worry, it, I hadn't put it in those words. Maybe I hadn't forgotten, but worry really is me trying to deal with circumstances and consequences. Absolutely, it's me trying to figure out the circumstances and consequences in the future. That if I sit and think about them, I go, I have no control over those things. Mm-hmm. So what I can control over is what am I going to do right now? Yep. That is the right thing. What's the right thing to do right now? And trust that those things I can't control. I, yeah. If I'm a follower of Jesus, every place I am is a perfectly safe place to be. And if you haven't spent, whoever answered, asked us this question, if you haven't spent uh, much time recently in Matthew chapter 6, go back. Mm-hmm. Spend some time there and hear Jesus when he says, don't worry about tomorrow. And, and if you have to read that chapter every single day for as long as it takes do that 
Um, read the end of Romans 8. <laughs> yeah. Those are good passages to go back to just to remind you of the fact that what we've already said here, you, you do live in a safe place when you're in the kingdom of God and all things will be well. And don't, you know, I was just sitting here and giggling to myself at either the humor of Jesus or the reality of Jesus. Jason's exactly right. Those are the right places to read. But when Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow, because today has enough trouble of its own. It he's not saying tomorrow won't have trouble. No. <laughs> he's not. He's living in reality. Just just make, do the right thing today. Do the right thing today, yep. and God will take care of tomorrow. That's right. you just do the right thing today. He's not... Is not some pie in the sky you don't have to worry about anything. Of course not. Mm -hmm. It's just that God's in control of these things you want to control that you can't control anyway. Control's an illusion. Yes. You don't have it over anything other than what you decide to do. Now you're making them anxious, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. I'm that was a joke. All right. So, um, well, keep sending us questions. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, we, we're, today we're filming three in a row, so I've got, them, I've got three lined up. But after that... Um, I've emptied the... We've emptied answered the, the question. I've emptied, emptied them all. The so if you uh, have a question, you just haven't sent it in, go to the link in the description, send it to us, and then when we get back together... Or when whatever us. should be the next episode, we won't have made it. <laughs> that will be... It. We won't Wouldn't make it. Wouldn't that be sad? <laughs> if, I, if I introduce it, and we didn't make we it. We didn't make it. But we didn't make it. We are going to make it to next week. Uh, tune in next week. We're going to have... We have a question about miracles. All right. So we'll talk about that. It's, it's a little bit of an, it's kind of a blend, a little intellectual, a little not so much. All right. So all right. come on back. We'll talk about miracles and how that all works out. Maybe. Because we know. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. All right. See you then. Bye.